Today's episode is sponsored by our friend and yours, Bubbles and Books, the monthly subscription box where all of your relaxation and self-care needs are exceeded. Each month, you get a curated box with a romance novel and high-quality bath supplies and accessories. When you sign up, choose between historical, contemporary, or paranormal, because they've got all the Werves, England times, and bad boys you could want. Plus, they now have standard or premium boxes. Use the code HEAVINGBOSOMS10 for 10% off your first month or one-time purchase. It's so much easier to carve out some dedicated you time when the supplies come straight to your door. Hooray! Hey, HBs. Welcome back to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends stay connected via a shared love of romance novels, ridiculous antics, and comedy. This week's Patreon shout-out goes out to Sarah E. Sarah, you are a ghostwriter. No, not someone who helps authors finish their manuscripts, but rather a shy, friendly ghost that rearranges text to solve cozy mysteries, correct grammar, help children learn, and basically make everything better. Ghostwriters are known to travel through time, illuminating historical texts for today's readers and giving new voice to history. They're known to hang out with Jamal, Gabby, and the gang in Brooklyn in 1995, but also curled up with a cup of tea and a feline companion when not on the job. In related news, boy, do we hope you watched the American kids' TV show Ghost Rider. And now, let's get right into a book that Aaron and I both really, really wanted to love, The Wedding Date by Jasmine Guillory. Here we go. Hi, Erin. Hey, Mel. <laughs> How the hell are you? I'm fine. You know what I just laughed at? Is what? that I pulled up the book, The Wedding Date, yeah. on my Kindle just now, and there's a note on chapter one, on the mm-hmm. one. Number one, one chapter. I'm the like, first what possible one. fucking note could I have on the number mm-hmm. one of the first chapter? Yep, yep, yep. The note is <laughs> this book cost me fucking eleven ninety nine. I am oh, so man. salty. One week ago, Aaron, you were hilarious. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Great joke. <laughs> oh man. How the Do hell you are banter? you? No, don't I listen, here's the thing. Okay. We kind of talked everything. about this just now, but like I think I'm over banter. <gasps> I think I just want to get into it. I just you want don't to get want right to banter with me? I just want to do no banter. Okay. It's like, man, I was listening to some recent episodes and I'm just like, God, yeah. these bitches won't stop talking about their lives <laughs> and just like talk about the book, you know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know. And it's me. It's my life. So I can't imagine how uninteresting it is for everybody else. Golly gosh. Yeah. I mean, we've gotten that comment one time. And yeah. I think a three-star review that I dreamt about it- for ages infuriated both of us we were like listen to our lives <laughs> how yeah, dare they the reviewer was like was like really politely like hey, so, so nice. maybe you guys could like get to the book faster if you could just get to the book before like 15 minutes in and we were both like how 
dare she? And then How dare she? My favorite murder banter for 45 minutes. <laughs> Actually, this week, I know that you unsubscribed. But I unsubscribed. Week, I'm over it. If anyone wants to know why, they can ask me, but I'm over it. I'm out done yeah so they uh it was i think it was actually 40 minutes mm-hmm. uh, before so, they got I mean, to anything no, I mean, but we're we not we're not my favorite murder not no, to mention not. i'm just i'm just saying that was my rationale at the time i was like you can listen to us for 10 minutes if you can <laughs> listen to them for 40 <laughs> but i was wrong did you notice the thing i did in the akamaf uh number one description uh-huh I said skippers <laughs> skipped to, to minute like 2025. <laughs> and here's the thing. When we got that bad review, you floated to me. I did. I was Should like, we listen, put out, hey. hey, skippers go to minute nine or minute 11 or whatever. And I was like, no, fuck those skippers. They can, they can figure it out. They can, <laughs> they can do and the now work. I'm one of them. I'm just like, God, stop talking about your pig roast and get to the romance, you know? <laughs> All right. Well, we definitely can. Although I'm not going to have going, what's uh, going on with you. <laughs> I haven't talked you know to you in a week. I know no. we haven't. We. <laughs> that's the thing. We need to have like that's actual phone conversations and not just text all the we time. Need to talk to each other in yeah. life. Yeah. Okay, Are you okay? Well, Is anything new with you? Are you all um, right? No, I'm. I'm good. Are I you do. Doing okay. I can actually talk about my life while talking about my disclaimers for this book. Perfect. Yeah. Wedding have, date. Jasmine Gillery. Gillery. Yep. Gillery. I Gillery. think it's Gillery. I might be totally wrong. We've always been wrong. So <laughs> my whole brain says Gillery every time. But oh, I've also noticed that my whole brain says I Schmerger. says <laughs> Tip. Lucian <laughs> says, I mean, my whole brain has said a lot of names wrong on Have this I podcast. I told you that the first time I read, oh, I just outed myself. I've read it multiple times. The first time I read Fishy Stages of Grey, before uh-huh. the movie came out, uh-huh. I, I was saying Anastasia in my of course, head. Yeah. <laughs> Th- that's better. It is. You're just it improving the book. Yeah. Okay, wait. Here are my disclaimers. Okay, guys. Okay. So I talked about it last episode. I treated myself to a brand new hormonal IUD, and it's going well. Things are going well. However. Yeah. <laughs> at the be- I. At the beginning of the week, I started reading this book because I was like, got a lot of editing to do, got to get on my shit so that I am better productive. Uh And I bought this book. And then in the first chapter, I was like, ooh, Mel, you seem pissed. Uh You seem just pissy. And I don't know if it's because I haven't been on hormonal birth control in like, I don't know, four years, five years, something like that. It might be that I am reacclimating to the hormone birth control life. Uh, Hashtag then, hormone birth control life. <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> Living it. Love it. <laughs> no babies. All right. Um, so okay. like me. I do. Yeah, except that, like, you know, my house is full of squalling right now. So mm-hmm. um, and then so it might be that. Uh, but I will say that disliking this book, the amount that I did, led me to treat myself toward the end of the week. So I'm actually not sure it was the hormonal birth control. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Because I read Surrender to Sin by Nicola Davis. I read the second one about Devil. Uh-huh. Oh, I read the fourth Court of Mist and Fury book, 
the the number four book that she did to like bridge oh, the novella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read the novella. How do you feel about that novella? It was a little scattered. No, but I was I, not but about that novella. <laughs> no, she was doing she was doing a lot of things, and she needs to to she like was, bridge some some. She shit. was making that money. She needed to make that money, and she made no. that money. Congratulations, you know Sarah J. Maas. I'm sorry. The I'm mind sorry. sex, the brain sex, actually nope. did it for me. I was I'm into not about it. it. Yep. Nope. Yeah. Oh yeah. Body, soul, mind, <laughs> all of it together. Doing it. Slap, 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 slap. <laughs> okay, I need to chill. You should write fan fiction. Should that I? was incredible. Uh, slap, slap, okay. slap, 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 slap. <laughs> okay, just know that I might have been a little pissy this week, but I don't think I was. I just think I didn't like this book. I thought the same thing. I was thinking, okay, I'm like PMSing. I'm going through an emotional trauma. That's the problem. But it just never got better. Like I read the second half of it when things were fine and it just never got better. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to text you about it. But then I thought, Erin, let her go in with an open mind. Yeah. Everyone in the world loves this book, apparently, except for you. Do not mm-hmm. taint Melody's uh, reading of it. So I'm glad. Well, I'm not glad you didn't like it, but I'm glad that I didn't text you. Yeah. And you came to the conclusion on your own. And then when I started, I'm like, oh, shit, now we're going to trash this book. And everyone loves it. And everyone right. loves her, the the author. And like now, but we can't not be honest either. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah. What do you do? So I started looking around for other podcasts that may have like reviewed it mm-hmm. positively. And I can't find any. Not yeah. your mom's romance. Shmushma didn't like it. Yeah. Black Chicklet, I guess, didn't like it. They haven't done their episode on it yet, but we tweeted at them. They didn't like it either. So yeah. I'm like, well, so when we were tweeting with Black Chicklet earlier today, mm-hmm. she said something that was like, I think, really poignant. So this is not me. This is them. <gasps> yeah. I don't remember who we were tweeting with, though. Oh, I can pull it up. It's, One of um... the two girls on that podcast. <laughs> but anyway... She said something to the effect of, I have not heard a good review from regular romance readers. Yes, because it was a Reese's... I think that's the issue. A Reese Witherspoon, right? Didn't her book club, like... Oh, oh, okay. Her book club chose it for a month. And so a metric fuck ton of people read it. But I think it was a metric fuck ton of people who have never read romance. And this is going to sound awful, but I think the issue is people who don't know good romance like this book because it feels like oh romance exists you know what i mean yeah like 50 shades of gray became popular because people right. have never read a good bdsm romance yeah. they read that and they they shoved that in that hole and it was good enough does that make sense yeah i think that's a lot because i i think it's better than your average chiclet book it's certainly skinnier sure. than your average chiclet book yeah i Ste- All right. I I see your face, but I don't know what to do. It is steamier than your average chiclet book. This right. is why I don't read chiclet. Sorry. Though. Yes, right. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Got it. Right. <laughs> Less steamy than your average romance book. Mm. By a lot. So should we just get into it? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, no banter. It. We're not going to do any banter this we time. We banter. Yeah. No, I'm joking because no. we're 10 minutes in and we still haven't started talking about the book. We've been talking about the book the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is guys- my disclaimer section. All right. Yeah. Yeah, get with the program, listener. This is the totally. disclaimer section. This is yeah. not the banter section. Bing, all right? boom, bong. Disclaimers. Bing, boom, bong. Right off the front part. <laughs> That's Top the one. one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so we've got Alexa and Drew. Alexa is at a hotel. She's visiting her sister, who is a big-time New York lawyer, and she just made partner. And mm-hmm. uh, 
Let me see. Alexa is in this elevator and she's nervous and she's excited. It's very bachelor kind of thing. She's nervous and she's excited to go see her sister. Mostly nervous because they have this weird backstory that we don't get for a long time. For a really long time. And it doesn't super pay off, but cool. Here's the thing. She's in this elevator. She's in the elevator with the yes. dude. In her purse is cheese and crackers because yes. she's going to... And a bottle of champagne. Sure. The elevator gets stuck. Yeah. And that is the quirkiest, funnest thing about this book. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just don't... I was talking in my romance book club and Karen, HB Karen said something like, oh, it was a great premise. They get stuck in an elevator together. And I'm like, that's a great premise if like they just got in a fight. And then got stuck into an elevator yeah. together. Or like she was going down from floor three and he pressed two and she was like, oh, really? And then they yeah. get in a stuck in an elevator. You know, like those kinds of things. But, but just that they're stuck in an elevator together for like less than 15 minutes is not interesting. <laughs> it's the same as being seated next to each other at a schmurschmer or... I don't know. It's just a, it's 15 minutes of forced proximity. That's all it is. Yeah. And neither of them is even like claustrophobic or anything. No, there's like, no nothing. It's a nothing. He likes cheese and crackers and he asks if he can share some. Uh-huh. And that is the meat cute pretty much. Yeah. Let me read you the first mm-hmm. line of lines of dialogue here that yes. I was just like, oh, no. Oh, wait. This is a bad book. Yeah, What's fair. Up? But wait. Maybe yeah. the meat cute is that Alexa is blind <laughs> and we don't get and then that just Any the description plot line drops. The, there's no description because of him. she does. She does walk in. Right. So there's no description of him. Also, other than like she gets a peek of his abs and she rikes it. I mean, kind of. I think he, she's like he's hair and smile, but it's not nothing like interesting. Like I was just like, he's just a dude. Yeah, totally. And when she gets on the elevator, she's so nervous and excited. She doesn't see another living human on this thing that's like 15 square feet. Right. So coming off of what you just said, she looked up and around and jumped to see a man with a suitcase in the opposite corner of the (laughs) elevator. Were you here this whole time? She asked. What am I? A genie? He grinned back at her. That is the first dialogue in this book. And it is... Let's let's break it down here because yeah, it's let's... real weird. Who says anything uh-huh. like, "What am I, a genie?" <laughs> also, do genies appear? Like, no, you, you have to like, rub a it ghost. Lip. You have to or, like, actively. Genies are not known for like appearing out of no, nowhere. That's not maybe a, real a wizard. <laughs> yeah, and like, who pulls? What a weird pull, genies. Like, and then that never comes back. Like, that would have been funny if she was like, "What the fuck are you talking about, genies? They don't appear." Like, you're a weirdo. Like, that would have been nope. She's just like, <laughs> and she says, "I guess you don't really look like a genie." What? What does that mean? Well, because they're blue. Yeah, the- <laughs> 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 it makes no sense. I don't get it. <laughs> I guess she has a description of him that he's a tall white guy with tan skin and dark brown hair. But it, it just, the description to me was he's just He's just like, a white guy. He's just a dude. He's just like a white dude. And actually, I don't even know how tall he is. And I don't know how tall she is in comparison to him. I get to that later because he does a lot of public collarbone kissing. Uh-huh. That is like, how did he even get down there? Like, I, <laughs> Michael is my height. And it would be really awkward if in public he reached down to kiss me on the collarbone. <laughs> if he's four inches taller than her, that's extra awkward. Yeah, I agree. I don't know, man. All right. Well, so 
He wants her cheese and crackers. I think that she shares them. There's a whole yeah, thing she about does. whether or not she's going to share them. And then she does. And he has a cracker. And then he says that he's going to a wedding mm-hmm. in that hotel like the next day or the day after or something like that. Yep. And he needs a date to it. And would she be the date to it? And this is played off. He's, he says that the bride had recently like dumped him and he didn't have a date. And so that's going to be awkward for him to go to the wedding. Mm-hmm. He asked her to go to this wedding with him. Wait, wait, wait. Also, of note, I'm so sorry. The other thing, because my note is, what a fucking fuck boy. Mm-hmm. My note was, red flag city. He goes, <laughs> I did have a date to this, but she wanted a lot more. It, it seemed like she wanted a lot more than I did. And so I broke it off because I forgot that I had this wedding that I needed a date to. Would have waited to break her heart until it was more convenient for me. Because I, quote right. unquote, don't do girlfriends. He's 30 right. yes. something. He definitely mentioned out of there. He doesn't do girlfriends. Yeah. 100%. Get out of there. This fucking <laughs> nope. guy. Am I right? Yes. <sighs> what was weird to me through the whole thingamajig, and by yeah. thingamajig, I mean book. book. <laughs> sure, sure. Was how they kept being like, this is so weird that I'm going to this wedding with you and I just met you in the elevator. Uh-huh. And they have to make like a cover story for it and stuff. And I don't, I don't understand how it's that weird it's like you meet people and then you ask them on to dates on a date yeah and you know maybe it's weird a little weird that that date is a wedding sure but i don't think that that's like they act like it's the most spontaneous thing anyone's ever Mm -hmm. done in the history of time they're like we met in an elevator now and now and now i'm going to a wedding with him the guy in the elevator it's the whole book and it's very weird and the idea that they make this cover story so that people will believe the relationship when he doesn't do girlfriends has like never had a girlfriend and then he introduces her at the wedding as, as his, his girlfriend. girlfriend that just brings attention to it if he introduced her as the wedding of like here's some rando i met a couple weeks ago we fucking everybody yeah, would be like yeah be that's like, right ah, drew finger guns like, just like drew <laughs> old <guy>. drew old so and so like so this whole farce <laughs> they do is really weird yeah not okay so on like a reader level, one, it always felt like they had the same tone from like a writing perspective. I never got a good sense of like different dialectical personalities switches or personalities, yeah. quirks, nothing like that. They both sound the same when you shift perspectives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I also found it really interesting. And I think it was just the wrong choice for my mood this week. Mm-hmm. But the biggest conflict in this whole thing mm-hmm. is that. They're both incredibly insecure and Uh neither of them will make words that are important at each other. And it is generous that you said the word conflict because I couldn't find one in this book. (laughs) It was so hard to figure out what the issue was between the two of them. Besides that they were both just boring and not compatible. Right. It was a series of miscommunications as well, just because they, they refused to make words. But it was weird because... I think it works sometimes when you see a character's inner monologue and it doesn't quite match what they're showing to the other person. Mm -hmm. But in this one, it was so weird from him. Mm -hmm. On the inside, he would be like, oh my gosh, this woman, she's amazing. And I ramble in front of her and I do all the things and and, um, oh my gosh, is she mad at me? Is she blah, blah, blah. And then when he says things out loud and then from her perspective, he's like the most debonair, touchy, confident guy in existence. And I don't know why it didn't work for me because that 
has before. Yeah. I don't know. I, I felt the same way. I also just felt like, you know how I am about dialogue and just all the dialogue was like that genie thing. It was just it was. so clunky for me. And I had the same problem with this book as I had with Let's Get Textual uh-huh. is that they bonded over stuff that everybody likes and does. Like, sure, sure, oh sure. my God, tacos. Me too. <gasps> I love tacos. Ice cream. Cheese and crackers. No. Wait, well, you guys, and you know, there should be, I think, in, in an interracial book like this, at least some level of acknowledgement between the two characters that they had different kinds of upbringings or something like that. And all yeah. it was was ice cream, both of us. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. uh, don't just bond over the things that everybody loves. Like, bond over at least something unique that you both loved or differences or I don't know, just some. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I do. And actually, I think we forgot to say this. He is a white dude. She is oh, a she's black, black woman. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like a curvy black lady. And he's an absy white man with a huge dick. So big and girthy, I'm sure. Actually, mm-hmm. I don't even know that it's girthy. I also don't know that no, it's big. I've never seen it. And that's one of the problems in this book. We never <laughs> talk about it. We no. never fucking talk about the dick. Fade to black. <laughs> Okay. I blacked out just now. <clears throat> Sorry, are you okay? Do I need to splash water on you? <laughs> okay. Yeah, we need to move on the plot. We're just talking about the book in general. Yeah, that's rude. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. He does one thing that is like a through joke, at least for the first third of the book, and then I think he mm-hmm. gets totally dropped, is that she's like, oh, good. I'm glad that you're not going to the wedding with a date because that would be like bringing a sandwich to a buffet. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I need you to be my sandwich. <laughs> and then he calls her his sandwich for a lot of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So she goes to her sister's room and it is a completely wasted chapter other than we find <laughs> out. Actually, it is a really good example of history being like an undercurrent in conversation. Nothing they say is bad, but you can you can feel like the slights that they're they're mm-hmm. accidentally making toward each other. Anyway, it doesn't matter though. They eat can cheese I and crackers. Say, when they're saying goodbye to each other outside the elevator. Yeah. He's he's supposed to be this playboy and he's like that's the best I've ever done in an elevator. And I'm like that's the best you've ever done in an elevator. <laughs> you guys are bad at elevators if that's the best you've ever done in an elevator because all that happened is he asked her out. Just Not out even there. on the elevator. Yeah, no. Yeah. He's he supposed sat to be like this sexy playboy and he's like, and oh, that's, cheese the, crackers that's the best the I've elevator. ever done on an elevator. And she's like, oh, me too. I'm like, you guys need to figure out getting stuck in an elevator because that's not <laughs> how you do it. Watch Grey's Anatomy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Chapter three. She works for the mayor. She's the mayor's chief of staff in Berkeley, California. And she needs a dress for this wedding. And her best friend is conveniently a stylist. They text about the fact that he told the groom she's his new girlfriend. And my note is, it's not very witty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh, Oh, boy. That was just mean. Sorry, guys. Okay. Do you want to just hear my straight up notes on this? It says, yeah, his perspective is getting worse. Seems like a true blue fuckboy. Led her to believe he was wronged in the breakup, but apparently he broke her heart and then was salty when she moved on. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's my note. <laughs> Are we too where he like meets up with his friend Carlos yet? 
No, no. we're still with her Mm-mm. styling. Okay. Yeah, her friend helps her pick out a dress for the wedding. Like, nothing ha- Nothing happens. It's like, she meets her friend and is like, I met a guy in an elevator. How spontaneous? And that's it. Right. She, a uh, little backstory. She's trying to get this arts program off the ground with the mayor. She wants to create a diversion program for first-time offenders who are teenaged in the area so that they can, like, maybe get back on the right track instead of immediately going into um, the penal system. So that's really cool. And that is a thing that happens throughout the book is like her journey getting this going, but it's not romantic. Chapter four. <laughs> so they meet at the restaurant and he is super desperate. Oh, she's going to the rehearsal dinner with him on Friday night as well. Yes. So she meets him at the restaurant. He's like outside being a creeper, texting her like, are you here yet? Are you? Are, where are you? Can you come now? Like, what's going on? And it's real. I when? don't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's supposed to show that, like, she's different or whatever. But it didn't show me that at all. It just showed me that he was really insecure and I would not date him. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't wouldn't work. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is another place where I was like, you're a dick. Because everybody has been so nice to him. The bride and groom have been, like, falling over themselves. Remember, he's the one who wronged them. Uh He broke up with this lady. She started dating one of his good friends a long time afterwards. And he was like, Mm -hmm. what? You're not waiting for me for when I'm ready to get married? Like, how dare you? Yeah. He disappears from their life. It also makes no sense that he's in this wedding. Not only, th- like, why did they ask him? He's apparently not been their friend. Why did he accept? He doesn't want to be there. Mm-mm. Everyone's being so nice to him. And he's just like, oh, I'm clawing my eyes out with everybody being so welcoming. How <laughs> dare they? Like, what is your problem, man? Yeah. Oh, there was a whole chapter of him and Carlos that we skipped because it was completely skippable. Except that... Carlos was like, it's his friend Carlos. They're both doctors. They work at a hospital. And Carlos is like, oh, who are you bringing to the wedding or whatever? And he's like, oh, I met this chick in the elevator, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, what's she like? And he goes, black, short, real boobs. Gross, man. Yeah. So there's a lot of their relationship that drives me nuts because he was like, oh, let me guess. Tall, blonde, fake boobs. And he was like, no, get this. Yeah. Short, Short black, black, real boobs. Real boobs. Whoa, like whoa, he's achieved whoa. something. Yeah. Okay. I, I can talk about this now then because there's a lot of places where I could talk about it, but let's just get it on the table. There is this weird thing where there's two different instances in the book where white men approach her and it really uh-huh. seems as though they're fetishizing her blackness. They're uh-huh. trying to sleep with her because they've never, like, quote, fucked a black chick. Uh-huh. And that's what I think that's what one of them says. Yeah. Almost verbatim. And I think that's the one that says it to him, not to her. Yes. But yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's something that's said. Yeah. Right. I think it's supposed to be like a contrast to the way that he supposedly doesn't fetishize her blackness. Right. But he, he I'm sorry. I'm, nope, you're on no, your no, no. soapbox. My issue is he doesn't even acknowledge her blackness. Like, it's not even, like, part of their thing at all. Like, they never talk about how this is, I think, the first black woman he's dated. No one well, ever says to him, 
you've only ever dated these 20 leggy, blonde, blue-eyed girls. This is a change for you. Like, it's completely not even acknowledged in their relationship, which I think is weird. So, yeah, they're, they're the only time it's acknowledged is, like, uh, actually at this rehearsal dinner when she finally shows mm-hmm. up. She's like, hey, am I going to be the only black person here? I just want to, like, know what to expect. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I never even thought about it. Like, I but that's think the problem. so. Right. Yeah. I mean, and and that's that's a different sort of problem, right? But here's where I got really uncomfortable. And I, I don't know if I'm being like racial or racist, but there were a lot of moments where it does seem, it's never said, but it does seem like she's the first black woman he's ever dated. Mm-hmm. And up until this point, every single one of his exes, and we see at least half a dozen. Yeah, there's a every lot. Every single one of them is tall, willowy, blonde, like Bird thin bones. as a rail. Yes. Yeah. And then when I, when I think about that, in addition to all of the times in the novel that he's like, is she mad at me over literally nothing? Like, is she upset mm. with me for not telling her that I'm allergic to almonds? Is she really mad at me for not telling her that she'll be the mm. only black person? Is she really mad at me? It really felt like he was playing on the angry black woman stereotype without ever acknowledging it. Hmm. And I don't know if I'm reading way too much into it, but it made me super uncomfortable. I never even noticed that. The thing that got me... He was always thinking she was livid with him. And she's like, nah, man, we're cool. I just never thought of it with that lens at all. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That may be totally valid. I just didn't see it. What I kept seeing over and over was it seemed like everyone else was you know those guys that were kind of fetishizing her and stuff Mm -hmm. but it was never between the two of them even mentioned as an issue i mean she was like am i going to be the only black person at this rehearsal dinner but she never said am i the first black woman you've ever dated because i've noticed this parade of blonde women behind you i don't even know from her narrative if she's the if he's the first white man she's ever dated or if she likes white guys or i i have no idea Between them, it's never even acknowledged. Like, I didn't need it to be an issue between them, but I need them to acknowledge something. I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's interesting because I'm, I'm trying to think about the other novels I've read. Like, Talia Hibbert's A Girl Like Her. Mm -hmm. That is a black woman, white man. Mm -hmm. Actually, a lot of what she writes is black woman, white man. And uh, I didn't think it was odd that none of those characters ever had the conversation about whether or not they were the first interracial and and i don't think that may not have been the tone but this one was very like it was he's a waspy 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 guy with this waspy background and waspy family you're right like that was the tone of this thing that was almost the conflict of this thing Mm. that he had all these girlfriends that were so different from her you know yeah i just felt like it merited a conversation between the two of them or something yeah huh interesting okay wait can i real quick story time (laughs) yeah Okay, speaking of interracial relationships that can get a little awkward. Yeah. <laughs> so we're sitting at the dinner table. Uh, Michael, for the listener who doesn't know, Michael is Asian. And um, we just had Valor. So Valor's um, sitting in the rocker next to the dinner table. I'm like trying to time my dinner so that she doesn't need to eat yet. And I'm like scarfing mm-hmm. dinner and I'm really excited about it in the way that I'm <laughs> always excited about food. <laughs> And um, she's been like snarfing over in her rocker. She's like, er, er, her, snarf. And <laughs> so I finally like look over and I'm like, oh, my sweet patient baby, like, come here. And Michael goes, did you just say my sweet Asian baby? And I was like, no. <laughs> I 
<laughs> I said my sweet patient baby I'm not fetishizing our daughter and he was like okay cool 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 I just I just I just thought it would be really weird if you said that because it doesn't sound like you at all that's <laughs> so funny I don't know I I just I would expect like that's the kind of thing I would expect to sometimes happen in a book like this like that yeah. kind of thing though I just maybe it's because yeah. it's just not funnier witty well, otherwise either. and actually we just had a weird conversation because you know i come up with nicknames constantly like i'm just it's always a revolving yeah, door of it's nicknames a, it's for my problem. children children don't know what name that they have that's not true <laughs> they they work it out eventually but i use like monster i use wombat i use you know a bunch of things that aren't uh -huh. necessarily like cutesy with my kids mm -hmm. and we actually just had a sort of serious conversation because I was getting her ready for something and I was like, oh, I brought the mongrel and, mm -hmm. and whatever. And I used the word mongrel. No. And so I didn't know. And so Michael, he like very quietly comes over and he's like, hey, Mel, um, do you, <laughs> would you mind stop? Like, don't call our daughter a mongrel anymore. And I was like, oh, OK. Why, though? And he was like, that's you didn't know that's like a term that people use for dogs that are like mutts that's like bad and i was uh -huh. like no oh 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 my god i've been calling our daughter a racist nickname for for interracial children i had no <laughs> idea i was using it like monster and and everything else and he was like oh okay cool well now you know and i was like <laughs> It was horrifying. Horrifying. Anyway, so yeah, the weird things happen sometimes in interracial yeah. relationships that you gotta talk about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, sorry, we got right. way off track. No, I think we're on track, but yeah, that that was a problem I had throughout. Yeah. One thing I thought was even though it was insecure, I thought it was kind of cute when he was like, I don't understand why all of her sentences in her text end with periods. I don't understand why she's not like four exclamation pointing me. That's what mm -hmm. all women do. <laughs> she's like, see you there, period. Can't wait, period. And he's yeah. like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So they do this rehearsal dinner. He's kind of trying to find a lot of different ways to touch her. He's always touching her. And yeah. she's like, why is he touching me? This is supposed to be a fake date. You know, that kind of it's a fake dating thing. But the whole I don't understand the trope <sighs> in this book, because there's no reason for them to be fake dating. He should have just asked her out well, on a date to well, a rehearsal dinner. There's no way to reason to fake it. No, but he also did just ask her out. We've got right. we've got like a fake trope because he did ask her out on a right. date. And then there's like a fake portion of it. I don't know. Kind of. Yeah. So he's about to go down to the rehearsal dinner and he's like, I wish we could go back to that elevator with snacks. He's thinking this to himself. She meets the bride and groom, the maid of honor, who is the sister. And she is a mean girl, the ruined mm -hmm. Drew. And she's hot for Drew. She wants a slice of that Drew. Yeah. At the rehearsal dinner, she's like, I don't know if Amy wants to kill you or fuck you. Uh -huh. And he's like, I didn't even think about that. I thought it was just kill. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I don't but know. Amy wants to fuck him. Uh, yeah. 100%. Yep. Pretty, pretty hardcore. He's impressed by how polished and well-spoken she is, which is a little a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but she's kind of able to hide her emotions all the time and like right. just be like, hello, I'm Alexa. How are you? Smiling and be like, thank you for inviting me and including me in your rehearsal dinner. I'm like, that's just basic shit, man. What do you expect she's going to do? 
Just like, would the bride and groom come over? Do you expect she's just going to break into a cold sweat and just be like, oh my god, I'm not his real girlfriend. I can't Oh, Jesus. <laughs> like, what do you think is going to happen? And he's like, oh my god, she just like smiled and shook their hand and thanked them oh, wow. for the invite. It's like, Thank goodness for that career in politics she's got. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like, that's literally... Like 15,000 yeah. times in this book and you're just like, yeah. well, she's just a, a like a smart, put together person. Why is this surprising to right. you? Who are these Right. She just dating. has basic manners and can put sentences together. <laughs> can smile when she's not happy. That's that's right. a talent that pretty much everyone has. Yeah. So well, yeah. Well, most women do. <laughs> um, so she. It is a, a thing, though. He notices her fake smile, and he. I think it's supposed to like give him brownie points that he's like, oh wow, I can tell he when knows. it's fake, and other people can't tell. And yeah. I'm like, no, they're probably just like, she's being polite. Cool, cool. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. What does he expect them to do? Be like, your smile is fake. <laughs> Make it real right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he starts calling her by her last name, Monroe, as like a Ugh. nickname. That's And uh, it's it. a thing. It's fine. Okay, so they leave because she needs to build a playground the next day with the mayor. And they keep on being weirdly insecure in both of their inner monologues back to back. One of them pauses in like a perfectly lovely conversation mm-hmm. and the other one thinks, oh my God, they're about to cancel the date. Oh my God, she's not going to come tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah, it's weird. Nothing, nothing leading up to this has been even slightly mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Why the fuck are you thinking that the other one is always going to leave you high and dry? And that is one of like the foundational characteristics of mm-hmm. both characters that's the thing that i thought was really weird yeah usually if if somebody has an insecurity the other person is the foil to that because otherwise the reader is pulling their hair out and instead i was just pulling my hair out the whole time because both of them were so illogically insecure right so here in anchorage we were visited by a famous romance author which is very uncommon for us to get romance celebrities in anchorage Sherry Thomas came up and did a talk Mm. and somebody was asking her about her, her way that she maps out books and how she thinks about it. And she was talking about how you need both a conflict and a plot and how for a long time she thought all she needed was a conflict and then she'd get lost and she wouldn't know what to do because you need Mm. both things. And I think that this book had neither thing. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. But I was thinking about it. I'm like, there's no real conflict except for distance. And so she has to keep putting in these things of like the two of them not understanding each other when it's blatant. Like there's no reason yeah. why they would be fighting. There's no reason why they wouldn't be understanding each other. And then yeah. the plot is just them kind of going back. It's the rehearsal dinner, the wedding, and then they keep going back and forth to each other's cities. Mm-hmm. And we'll get there. But it's like. She had a plot in the elevator, the rehearsal dinner, and the wedding. But then right. after that, there was no plot. And then and, and the and the after that is two thirds of the book. It's more than two thirds of the book. Yeah. After that is three quarters of the book. Right. Anyway, here we are at wedding. Right. Right. No, we're still at rehearsal dinner. Oof. Oh, because she asked him to get. Nope. He asked her to get ready at his hotel room. Yeah. So that people think. I don't know why. <laughs> think that they came together and they didn't meet at the wedding because he's got to go do groomsman stuff. But then he says that their story is that he was up there for a conference, so everybody would know she lives in the area. There's no reason for the lies. There's, There's no, no reason. reason. 
for her to get ready in his hotel room other than the author wants to put them in the same room but more. all he had to do is be like hey do you want to come get ready in my hotel room i think that would be fun we'll eat beer and pizza yeah i would like to spend more time with you you are nice and i like you yeah <laughs> all those the things end. would be great because there's a shuttle service. She comes to his hotel room to get ready. <laughs> uh-huh. And does anything happen? I think they drink beer. There's a snack. They eat a snack. Yeah. Is that he the plot of the hotel room Stop part? it. Yeah, Sorry. basically. He... Okay. So he answered the door in a disheveled, not quite on tux. And she's like salivating. So, yes. so she has identified him as a sexy man. Yes. Again, he's super interested in her job and he loves how she lights up talking about it. They're on a bed and they're about to kiss when the other when another groomsman knocks on the door. Ah. And yes, she jokes about how earlier um, if she has like a like beers without food, then she'll be table dancing at some mm-hmm. point. Yeah. And so now here's where uh-huh. that would be an interesting part. That Wouldn't would be it? so interesting if she got really drunk at the wedding and they had to yeah. like recover from that. What a conflict that would have been. Right? Uh. Sorry. Can I interject here about a thing that happens in the hotel room? Can I read you yes, a passage? Please. All right. She slipped her sandals off and rubbed her toes into the plush carpet. Mm-hmm. Imagine the fanciest hotel you've ever stayed at. The yeah. fanciest. The ritziest Ritz. Mm-hmm. Was there plush carpet? That you wanted to rub your toes in? Never. It was never no. shag carpet. That's for damn sure. No. I can't <laughs> imagine any hotel with plush toe rubbing carpet. And I've been in some fancy hotels. I don't know where this is, but like mm-hmm. tweeted us, HBs, if you've ever rubbed your toes in hotel carpet because woof. <laughs> okay. So now let's review. They've been on the bed. Yeah. They have been almost about to kiss. Like yeah. legit kiss. Yeah. Right? Oh my God. He leaves. And he says to her, if you finish the beer, make sure you only do a table dance where I can see. Uh-huh. And then after that, she goes into the bathroom and gives herself what she calls a pep talk. Can I read you a few choices? Damn it. I was going to be like, and I have it. Can I read it? Damn it. <laughs> God damn it, Mel. <laughs> yes, you may. Well, hit me with it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Alexa Elizabeth. This is all fake. This is a fake date. This is a fake boyfriend. You can't just go around kissing hot guys who look like they've come straight out of a movie set because they smile at you like that and listen to you prattle on about your job for a few minutes. Yes, it is. Yes, you can. That's that's dating. That's what it is. Okay, wait. And then she goes, she cringed. And they listen to you, then you smooch them. They might be, I don't know, interested. Into it. (sighs) So she cringed to think how humiliating it would have been if she'd actually moved in to kiss him. He would have gently kissed her back for a second. Then he would have pulled back, put his hands on her shoulders, and said that he was very sorry if he'd given her the wrong impression. But she really wasn't his type. Mm-hmm. And she would have to suck back her tears. That's why I think they need to have some kind of conversation. Unless she's talking about being curvy or something, but they don't have a conversation about that either. So her insecurities seem to stem from the idea that she doesn't look like the women he's dated before. And yet never does she say... Am I the first black girl you've dated or am I the first curvy girl you've dated or do you also, like my body or, you know, like any kind of anything no. interesting? They never talk about anything interesting. <laughs> also, up until this point, she has never yet met one of his exes, right? Oh, so yeah, she goes through. Right. She's just she's never met a one yet. Lost person. Yes. Well, I guess she's met that she's met the bride. No, she has. Yes, she, she did there. last night. Sorry. Yeah. You're right. Sure. But that's one person. Like, <laughs> anyway, 
so after she goes through this whole thing, she goes through this whole imaginative sequence where she's thinking about him rejecting her. And then yeah. she's like, oh, God, it's probably still going to be awkward and weird all night. And then she goes, enough pep talk time. And my note is, that's a pep talk? <laughs> like, what? You're doing it wrong. Yeah, you're just tearing yourself down in the mirror. It's HPs, so bad. Do good pep talks when you look in the mirror. Don't treat yourself like that. You're so pretty. He wanted to smooch you. Great tits. Like, that's a pep talk. Yes. Good job. Good job, Melody. He almost hit you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand. So, oh my God. Um, I actually have been Muppet texting so badly in my notes that I, I don't know what a couple of them are. <laughs> read them, read them, read them, read them. <laughs> He's doing photos and he texts her again. Ton check in just she disappear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh boy. He like when he's doing pictures, he's having the same situation that she had in the mirror in the bathroom. He's like, "Oh my god, I almost kissed her and that probably freaked her the fuck out and she probably went home." It's like, "How would she why would she go home?" Yes. Like, it makes no sense. You guys almost kiss. The sexual tension is at an all-time high. You guys can't wait to see things. each other. Yeah, why are you guys fucking it up? Yeah. Why are you fucking it up? Already. Like, fuck it up later, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I can't deal with it. It's so much angst for no for no reason. So, mm-hmm. anyway, they're, like, quick texting her girlfriend, and he almost says she's not my girlfriend, but then mm-hmm. catches it himself. Mm-hmm. And then she shows up in her vava-voom red dress, and mm-hmm. he's like, oh, this one's mine. <laughs> and... Uh, when the guy like pushes um, people out of the way, he actually does That's push my Bill lady. out of the I know. way. Yeah, I yeah. Know. Of course, there are so many times when he sees another man come within three feet of her, and his blood pressure skyrockets in yeah. the most annoying way. Get uh-huh. over yourself. Mm-hmm. And then she makes fun. She's like, "Did I just walk into a pissing contest?" And uh, kisses him on the cheek before she goes into the pew. And then the reception happens. She's hanging out with a lady. Who is a friend? Yeah, that's the thing. There's so many people just kind of in the orbit in this book that's like. Do not matter. Yeah, that's like the friend. There's one friend that she just kind of latches on to. I think she's the only other racial minority in the room. I think she's Yeah, she's the only other woman of color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he, she kind of latches on to her, not because of that, but it just happens to be. And they hang out all night. There is not one interesting thing about this woman or what they talk about or their friendship or anything. She also it's never like, reappears. No. Why did that it's have like, to happen? This is the opportunity to make some kind of zany side character. Like, let's right? have a zany side character. Let's have her get drunk and dance on the table or, I don't know, something. Instead, I'm to read nothing. like 15 pages of pleasantries between the two of them. It's like being at an actual wedding. I don't ever want to be at an actual wedding, ever. (laughs) (laughs) I would say I'm not even like that psyched to go to my wedding, but I'll wait until after to tell you whether I'm psyched or not, because I've never been to my... That's a lie. I have been to my own wedding before. You know, you've never been to like an all-out shebang kind of No, I've never like worn a wedding dress or been to like a reception before, so I'll let you know if it was boring, but most of them are. You've never even had cake at your wedding. I have not. I'm you not even cookies? sure there were vows at my wedding. I think we just signed the document. I don't think we even said vows. Anyway, nah. you know, it <laughs> ended <on>. quickly. <laughs> it ended quickly. <laughs> Have we okay. mentioned that my wedding lasted ten days? Ten days, HBs. You did say a week. By you were wedding, like, I the meant. next week. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Marriage. Marriage. <laughs> the marriage. Not the, the wedding. Marriage. Oof, that would be a long wedding. It would. For a wedding, that's long. It is. For a marriage. <laughs> For a marriage, it's short. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. So, uh, Bill comes over. Bill is it another Who's dude, Bill? bro? Bill's a is dude, Bill the bro. bad one. He's the less bad one. No, oh, he's God, a really bad one. It it's matter. all bad. <laughs> all the men in this book are bad, except for her friend at work. Yeah, Theo. But I think he might be gay. He was so good. He struck me as gay. (laughs) (laughs) He's just so good. Like, unattainable amounts of good. But you would think if he was gay, she would know, and she would use that to dispel the extreme jealousy that comes out of what's-his-face through. No, remember, she doesn't know about most of the extreme jealousy, (laughs) because he won't make words at her. Yeah. All right. Keep going. Keep going. We gotta keep going. Yeah. Basically, a bunch of shit happens at this reception. He walks in and Bill has his hand on her elbow because he's trying to talk at her. And Drew comes over and he grabs her by the waist and enters the conversation. Then he's like, get out of here, Bill. The grownups are talking. Okay, so then Bill leaves and he drops his hand off of her waist. And so she gets insecure thinking that he only touched her because he was trying to save her from Bill. Right. Then it immediately switches to his perspective. And he's like, oh, she stepped away and crossed her arms as soon as I stopped touching her. So I guess she doesn't want me touching her. Like it's always it's this weird, insecure. The signals are not there. And yet they're seeing them. I'm worried this is going to be a lame podcast because it's a lame book. It's like, it's just, it's just them being insecure. Like I wasn't even excited to talk about all the things I didn't like because all the things I didn't like were. Are the same. It's just over. It's like a broken record. It's like they're insecure. Then they get tacos and then they get ice cream and then they go to San Francisco and then they go to fucking Berkeley and then they go back to San Francisco and then Carlos is there for five minutes. It's, it's not, there's nothing happens. So we haven't. (laughs) gotten to the non-sex yet but there's also no sex no sex. except except that they fuck like fucking bunnies they fuck like 50 shades of gray supposedly the their very first night they go like four Four and a half times times. love to know about it love to see it would love do Mm -hmm. not so it's exactly like 50 shades free which we covered because it's just like they go shopping then they fuck they are mad at each other, then they fuck. But there's they not text even each like other. some domestic abuse no to hate one. on. There's nothing to talk it, about. There's <laughs> also not that. Yeah. Not that I want there to be, but I at least want something to talk about. Right. Okay. So things happen at the reception. He once again thinks she's super impressive. She loves how much he's touching her. The bride sister continues to be super weird and catty. Yeah. Amy. Yeah. Oh, she. This is where she tries to feed him chicken encrusted with almonds, and somehow that becomes a huge thing because Amy's like, yeah. "Are you trying to kill him?" And he's like, "Oh my god, I didn't tell her about my allergy." But they've been dating like a month. Yeah. You cannot offer a nut to someone in a month of knowing them. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> it's totally possible. <laughs> I feel like David oh. and I are finding out fundamental things about each other all the time. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god like tonight five years yeah tonight yeah. was like michael was like you haven't seen toy story three and i was like <laughs> stupid <laughs> and i was like i i don't think i was a big fan of toy story i don't remember like being a huge fan and he was like <gasps> it is the most successful franchise on rotten tomatoes like i found out that he is apparently 
passionate about the Toy Story <laughs> franchise. I have no idea. We've been together eight or nine years. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, and meanwhile, he was like, I can't even talk to you anymore. Oh, because yeah. Because I cannot handle your level of apathy for the Toy Story franchise. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. As he's apologizing to her, this is one of the first times that he's like, oh, no, is she incredibly angry at me? Is the sky falling? Yeah, because I I don't even know. So he's leaning into her being like, that was totally my bad. Like, meanwhile, she's got no skin in this game. It doesn't matter to her. Who cares? This is his thing. Yeah. If the cover gets blown, she walks away and continues working for the mayor of Berkeley. No problem. She should be apologizing for shoving foreign food in his face that he may or may not be allergic to and blowing his cover. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Nuts kill, you know? Yeah. All right. So, um, (laughs) and then a thing happens that I don't know if it actually happens in real life. I need your opinion. Good. Something interesting to talk about. Okay. Can't wait. The friend who she just met that night. Yeah. Walks over. What is her name? She's like, Laura, question mark? Sure. Okay. Laura. I think it's Laura or Lauren. So she's got her hand on his thigh. (laughs) And Laura comes over and she's like, uh, Alexa. Okay. So this is the whole thing. Alexa, Mm -hmm. I'm going to the ladies room. Want to come with? And then his thought is... He likes Dan's girlfriend, Lauren, Lauren, but, <laughs> but he could cheerfully kill her right now. That was a good line. Yeah. Good line. kind of funny. Sure. Now, have you ever walked up to a person you've known for less than three hours and oh, said... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Right? Why do you want people to go to the bathroom with you? It's like makeup to fix hair. I've got, I've pulled you into bathrooms. Yeah, but we usually have something to talk about because we are friends. It doesn't have to be a secret friendship share. No? I don't think so. I don't know. There's like fart sounds that could happen. I guess, well, what do they do once they get to the bathroom? I'm not really recalling this. The hilarious thing is she doesn't actually go to the bathroom with her. She's like, oh no, I left my lipstick up in the room. I'm going to go to my room instead. And then Uh they don't go to the room together. This is an opportunity for the author to get her alone in the bathroom so that she can overhear the maid of honor wait, telling everybody that he broke up ba- with the bride she didn't have she wasn't the one that had to pee apparently why she, she was like may as well I could pee. yeah i can see that i guess <laughs> but like okay the only time i would invite a stranger into the bathroom with me yeah. who i just met that night who was hitting it off with hardcore i'm just like yeah. she's my bestie now is A, if we had secrets to talk about, yes. if I needed to shit talk an adjacent person yes. with the new friend. Right. That's how bonding happens. That is how bonding happens. <laughs> yeah. Or like I wanted beauty tips. You know, it's like I'm going to go to the bathroom and fix my schmurgers. Um <laughs> Oh, yeah? <laughs> I need to go to the bathroom and redo my hairstyle. Do you want to come and also redo your but hairstyle? Is your hairstyle done by then? Like, what do you need tips on? I guess on? I just, I'm not, you I guess I've already I'm just chosen saying, your color of lipstick. I don't want to pee with a stranger, but if I was just going to like reassess my mm-hmm. appearance or take a mm-hmm. break from the room, I maybe would invite that friend yeah sure sure because sure, again sure. weddings are crazy boring yeah they are yeah yeah they're really so. boring also the only other time is if i've had about 
six champagnes mm-hmm. and i just think everyone should come with me everywhere yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> they're not to that point with me. Yeah. I'm gonna pee. do you want to come <laughs> and then it's usually like uh there's not even a stall situation i just sit on the toilet with the person standing in front of me yep. like yep been there been there haven't you <laughs> Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. Oh man. So in the bathroom, this is what happens. She overhears that that uh, Drew I'm actually. Sorry, I just keep thinking of that <laughs> wedding you let me crash with you after my recent marriage divorce. Uh huh. <laughs> I just got. I got so hammered so quick because I was so, drinking double you were double fisting. I was gins. double fisting gin. You were double fisting double gins. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> two straws both in my mouth, and then you got there, and there were no vegetarian options, but there was a candy bar. So you just went straight for the candy bar, like during dinner, like it wasn't even candy time yet, I don't think. Nope. And you just piled I was like this plate, this is my dinner, full of fucking candy, and you were just like candy and nuts, proteins, fats, tons of dairy, like the most dairy chocolate you could put yep. on your plate and melody's intolerant to dairy and at the time i think was vegan <laughs> i no? have an intolerance yeah yes i would no i ate eggs oh okay yeah but it, i'm saying it's like at the time no dairy for melody oh, yeah. and she this thing had like m&m's whipped All cream over the place. like crazy like a mountain <laughs> of candy and she was just like snarf 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 and i was just like drink 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 and people we made had some choices that night a horrible night because of that <laughs> but it was a great night as well but it was amazing we'll i'm pictures. telling you shit talking and illness two great ways to bond but yeah i could see you that night being like do you want to come to the bathroom with me mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm having some troubles like, because of yeah! all the dairy <laughs> I would never do that to you. I would be like, I have to pee so bad because of all of the gin. <laughs> okay. So basically she finds out that he broke up with the bride and not yeah, the other way around. She didn't dump him. So his whole thing is a lie. Also, this has literally zero consequences. Mm-hmm. She just uh, later on after he has magically boned her, uh, supposedly, because mm-hmm. we never see it. Mm-hmm. Um She's like, hey, so you lied to me, question mark? And he's like, I did. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, good. I'm going to go down on you now. It makes uh-huh. no sense at all. <laughs> okay. The one thing they could have actually used as like an actual conflict. Yeah. Didn't use it. Completely mischaracterizing the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. So basically, somebody's kind of racist at her to him. Like one of these guys yes. is like, never fucked a black girl before or whatever. Yeah. And what's she, it like, Drew? Yeah, gross. And really she gross. finds out, like, he, like, maybe tries to keep her away from him or something like that. And yeah. she's like, oh, did he say something racist? And he's like, yeah. And they kind of have a little moment, which is kind of nice. And then they go up. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, I don't want this to be a fake date. Do you want to go upstairs and snark? That's not what happens. <sighs> she says, I'm going to go catch the train. Do- I just want to go I know. I just want to be like, and the end. <laughs> I know. He says, or Is anyone you could listening? stay. No. No, no, because we were so mad. It's I feel our like worst episode. I think. I think it's is. our worst episode. This, you oh, guys, no. if you're new, this is our worst episode. It is. It is. It gets better. It does here. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Sorta. Sorta. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So he's like, or you could stay, and she's like, or I could stay, and then he makes out with her face. Now here oh, is yeah. the part. They meet out in front of everybody by the buffet. Everybody. Now wait, wait for it. He goes. Then so he pulls back. He kissed her cheek, her ear, her collarbone. 
Yeah. This is where, in the middle of a wedding ballroom, she's short. She... Short, black, real boobs. Yes, that is his description of her. <laughs> yes. Short, black, real boobs. He is tall. I know she. he's t- he's tall, brown hair, white. Those are the three tan. descriptions we get of white, him. White, but tan. Tan white. athletic. Yeah. He's a tan white. Abs. So, <laughs> yep. So he, like, stoops down to kiss her collarbone. <laughs> like, like, his ass has got to be out. Or he's, like, squatting. Ooh, ooh, is he squatting? Like a sumo squat? <laughs> yeah, he's sumo <laughs> squatting to kiss her collarbone. Maybe. And then he comes all the way back up to continue, like, kissing, like, the tip of her nose and stuff. In a ball. Tip of nose kissing is just the fucking worst. Stop I hate it. it. Don't I do hate it. it. No. I hate it. It's very don't. infantilizing. <laughs> yes. I don't like it. No one has ever kissed the tip of my nose, and if somebody did, I would... <laughs> they're going to get a punch to the yeah. nose is what they're going to get. I they're would smurger at them all day. <laughs> oh, boy, I'll treat you like a misbehaving puppy. Bop. Bop. <laughs> right on the snoot. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> okay. So then Amy comes over again. She's <laughs> always... <laughs> so this episode is a fucking wash anyway. You know what Rooster's been doing lately? What? <laughs> she's real tired one day. She just like wouldn't wake up. And I was like, I think Rooster might be sick. She's very lethargic today. And David's like... Oh, I'm you know sorry, what? today? Yeah, but like more so than usual. And I was a little <laughs> okay. worried about her that she was dead. Like I kept going over there and poking her to make sure she was alive. <laughs> David was like, oh, she was up all night. And I thought he was serious. And so I was like, oh, she was up all night. Like, is she okay? Was is she having like issues or something? And he's like, no, she was up all night watching that new reality show, Snoot Boopers. <laughs> What do you mean? He's like, yeah, it's like a hidden camera show. They follow around bad dogs uh, who need their snoots booped. Um, it's kind of like cheaters, but it's like for dogs, so it's called snoot boopers. And she's up all night watching. <laughs> anyway, snoot boopers is all she talks about. And so, yeah, it's like, oh God, did you guys see the snoot boopers? It was like this dog, and she was doing this, two time in this dog. Anyway, that's what I thought of. Snoot boopers. You just need to boop them right on the snoot. If they boop smooch em. you on the nose, boop them. That's right. That is how you handle that. Okay. Oh, God. An hour and 18 minutes. I know. I and we're don't. only at chapter seven. But, like, like nothing okay, happens this is after not a this, you guys. He goes to wherever she... They have sex. All right. Let's do this real quick. Real fucking okay. quick. They have sex four wait, times. Wait. No, don't. Sorry. You're what? right. You are correct. I no, now I, I want to know what you were going to say. I don't want to be an asshole. Amy slips him her room key and but she says the, the most horrifying cares? thing. That Wait, never comes back. I only want to say it because it's the presentation is horrifying okay, and I right. don't think if a person funny, would actually say right, it out loud. Here's the rule for the rest of the podcast. If it's okay. funny, we can talk about it. <laughs> Not book over. Glossing over it. <laughs> okay. She goes, I put my room key in your pocket, Amy whispered in his ear, in case you want to escape that date of yours and compare sisters later. I can Gross. promise I'll beat out Molly. I've always been the wild one. Can you imagine comparing sexual prowess with your sister? Oh. I mean, you have a much younger sister, so I'm not saying you, Melody. No, I'm like, just generally. I don't care if she's 50 years older than me. Yeah. Like, no. I don't Never want think anybody. About whether you are better in bed than your sister. No, that's like, a no. Can we, 
Ew. Only on Perlin Prime is that. That's right. Hashtag cousin stuff. Yeah. Is that okay? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay. okay. Now, so, here is okay. what happens. So, next morning. I have some funny things. No. I have some funny God, things in this sex. This sorry. is going to be a three-hour podcast a in a book where nothing happens at all. Listen, we talked about a lot of funny shit today. All right. All right. Okay. So, they go back up to the room. As soon as the door closes, he pushes her against the wall, and then they make out. It was hot. And it then, was good. I liked it. Yeah, the makeout was good. He asked what she wants. Uh-huh. Okay. It says, kiss me. She didn't specify exactly where she wanted him to kiss her. Oh, my God, Drew. But she hadn't seemed to mind the place he chose. And then it fades to black. Tell and us. my brain us is where? like, where? Was where? it her neck? Was, was it, it her navel? Uh-huh. Does he have, a, like, a foot worship fetish that we're never going to know about? He does massage like, her feet later. I don't want to use my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> it goes all over the place. <laughs> I will never know. So he puts her, okay, and then after, like, the, the kiss on the nose, Snoop then, boop. like, they tickle each other in bed, Yeah, which is... I think in another book, I would like it because it's playful. In this book, I did not no. like it. Tickling hard I limit. I don't like them. Hard limit yeah. tickling. Mask raid, mask, food in the sheets. The first time you have sex with someone, you're going to tickle them? I make weird... You're, my chins are going to be in places that I don't I want them don't to like be. I just don't like being tickled. No one does. It's painful. It's awful. It is. It's painful and it's a little cruel a lot of times. Like yeah. you need That is something you need to talk about. Is yeah, it's saying. a fetish for a reason because it's painful. It a lot of times, yeah. Okay, also, he moved like a flash down her... This is how every sex scene happens. And so we never have to talk about sex at all, except that just just think to yourself, every time we say they go to the other person's place, know that the author has teased us with the fact that they've had sex at least 16 times that weekend. Yes. And we never fucking see it. Right. This is how it always happens. He moved like a flash down her body, pulling those panties off as he went and throwing them across the room. And then he set about doing things to her with his fingers in his mouth that almost made her black out after she collapsed against the pillows and my you should see the muppet nonsense i will translate for you no i don't want to translate it i want you to read it verbatim (laughs) it says a parabecti sex always mail her uh blackout because we never see it She actually blacked out when it says almost made her Uh black out. Oh, and then in the next chapter, they wake up and it the wording is so weird before this blowjob that it Mm -hmm. almost makes it seem like she coerces herself into giving him a BJ. (laughs) I will read it for you. Don't worry. It was weird. He goes, are you going to keep going at this moment in this hotel room this night? She would do whatever he wanted her to do. She slid down his body to where she knew he wanted her to go. I really like the way you do that, he said afterward, once he got his breath back. So she's like, usually, I never, ever, I hate dicks in my mouth. What? But I don't even, I, wait. I think this time I should defsies go down. Like, it's so, it's so weird. I think I missed the part where she said she didn't like, didn't like giving blowjobs usually. No, she didn't. It, that's just what the, oh, the way okay. that thing was worded. It made me think like this is such a weird occurrence for her and like she had to talk herself into it. That, again, I might be being way too picky, but that's what it made my brain do. Oh, also, he changes his flight to 8pm the next day without telling her and then in the bed that morning, okay, She sighed and moved beneath him while he was on the phone 
ordering breakfast. Right. She loves coffee, you guys. They really bond over it. Loves oh, it. Loves my coffee. God. <laughs> it's a such quirk. a weird thing, right? Yeah. Um, if they hadn't just had sex, he'd be grabbing a condom just from watching her do that. Do what? We have no idea what she's doing. <laughs> it is never described. It just says she sighed and moved beneath him. And then he's apparently watching her do something, but we have no idea what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Okay. So that's how the sex always is. Every time. That day, they hang out all day. They walk around. They go to Central Park. They snuggle there in the park. There are tacos and ice cream. They get ice cream. They get tacos. He keeps moving his flight back because he likes her so, 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 so much. Then she flies back to Berkeley. He flies back to San Francisco where he lives. And no, 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 no. They're in San Francisco. She drives home. Whatever. He goes back to they L.A. Go- I thought they were both in New York for some reason. It doesn't matter. It no. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They go home. They live Uh distance. Right. Then they think about it for days. There are chapters that don't matter at all where they talk to friends about each other. Oh, my God. Friends that don't matter. The friends that were are wasted side characters that could have personalities and like fun stuff that don't. All we know about Carlos is that he takes a lot of verbal abuse from Drew for no fucking reason. Uh Uh-huh. And he likes basketball. Well, if you guys want to go know on a about ride, Carlos. the Goodreads notes that the Black Chicklet podcast took on the proposal yeah. is a hilarious wild ride. And the proposal <gasps> is Carlos and Carlos is an asshole. And so is the girl he falls in love with. And I have no idea. Those two deserve each other it is the worst. I'm into it. I've just read I'm the highlights, though. Okay. So one of them, I think him texts her and is like, hey, crazy idea. I'm thinking about you a lot. No, he doesn't say that, but he is. Would you want to come to where I live in San Francisco for the weekend? I'll pay for the flight. And she's like, oh my God, this is so crazy. And it's like, you guys don't even live that far apart from each other. No. Whatever. It's a one hour plane ride. Yeah. So she's like, oh my God, what is so crazy. And then she goes to where he lives and then he can't, is this the one where he can't pick her up? Yeah. Carlos. He sends Carlos and that's supposed to be some kind of like dramatic conflict that she's picked up by Carlos and Instead of him. And it's mostly because um, she is like, oh, he drives a sports car. He must be an L.A. dick. And right. she gets there and she's surprised that he's a person. Like that's that's literally oh, wait, the is conflict. Is he in L.A.? I don't I don't care yeah. where he lives. OK, so then. No, you don't. I don't. I'm sorry. I really super don't. <clears throat> so then she goes back to the house and like her and Carlos pick up tacos. She likes spicy tacos, too. And then they go to the house and then her and Carlos eat the tacos. They eat them. Oh, my gosh. And then he comes home he and walks he's like. In. And he's like, what the fuck is my best friend doing here? Yeah. No, he's so he's so mad about it. What the fuck is Carlos still doing here? He was supposed to drop her off and leave so that I can immediately drop trial when I get home. And instead, he has to sit and talk. Anyway, he like gets Carlos to leave and then they bone on the couch. What you don't know that you just here's the thing. Right. Romance novels that don't show the sex, I end up noticing the exposition a lot more. Right. And I get really upset because instead of showing us the good sex, she'll say, they've had so much hot, amazing sex. And then I'm just angry because I didn't get to see the hot, amazing sex. Okay. So she she's always thinking about how much she enjoys the way he touches her. That's like the note that's always there. Right. And then she thinks to herself, he's probably always like this with women and she knows it's not real. But damn, did it feel good. And then, ugh. And then the times he touched her in other ways, holy shit, were those amazing. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Lady. <laughs> like, 
I don't fucking know. And I don't even so, remember what they do that weekend. Oh, I, I know. They wake up and have sex, and then they have waffles. Oh, yeah, and waffles. Then, <laughs> and they think, oh, God, they're both hungry in the morning for breakfast. God, they're made for each other. And they have oh, the waffles. She does, she does visit his patient. Oh, who... bing, boom, bong. Don't bring your <laughs> fucking girlfriends to meet your patients. Oh, my Thank God. You. Can there you is imagine a situation? Shoes. I realize it's a little bit different, but not really. If I brought a guy I'd been dating for two weeks to a client meeting and I was like, hey, man, I know you're about to talk about the crimes you did or did not do and the like very serious thing <laughs> happening in your life right now that uh-huh. you're accused of a crime. This is my new boyfriend. Do you mind if he just hangs? Yeah. And then like it's it's supposed to be. So this kid has like. At the time, I think he just had gotten in a car accident or whatever. So it's like a kid and his mom. And he's like, oh, yeah. hey, I'm your doctor. This is my lady friend or whatever. She's just going to hang out. And the mom's like, okay with this for no kind of reason. No kind of reason. And then it's supposed to be all okay because I guess what's her fuck knows about resources that they can get as victims of drunk driving or whatever. Right. Which also Insane. never comes back. Like HIPAA times a thousand. Do not bring uh-huh. your girlfriend to talk to patients. And she's not yeah. even your girlfriend. She's not. I was upset by this. The author wanted a vehicle to see him talk to a kid. Exactly. And th- that never turns me on anyway. So I didn't even appreciate it as a vehicle. I was just like, oh, he can talk to a kid. He's a human fucking being. Yay. Like, that's not a talent. All right. I'm done now. Yeah. Sorry. And once again, <laughs> I was like, I know you're trying to make him seem better, better. Because there are so many times when he's like, ugh, these really fucking annoying parents. And I'm like, you are a pediatric surgeon. Right. The parents are going to be annoying because this is the worst thing that's ever happened to them. Uh You asshole. And then second of all, even when he's supposed to be being cute, he looks over. She's talking to the mom instead of hanging on his every word. And he's like, I mean, I didn't bring her here so that she would see what an awesome doctor I am. But she's not even paying attention. (laughs) This fuck boy, man, I am not down. All right. So she goes home to wherever. So we get chapters on chapters about the program she's starting out for the arts of the teens. The teens arts mayor project. Doesn't matter. And then yeah. he texts her and he's like, hey, should we do this again? Another another weekend where we meet up? I don't remember. I think she goes back to L.A., right? There, Yeah, it's a back and forth situation. Can I? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when... Here, okay, here's my other issue with the book. And this is the disclaimer that I was going to say at the front of this, but I am going to say it now. If you have, like, body issues, Mm -hmm. I would suggest not reading this book because I am currently two months postpartum, not super happy with my second go-around postpartum body. And uh, this made me... Okay. I had no body issues with this book. I'm so psyched to hear what this is. I don't, I didn't <sighs> even. Okay. So I'm just going to read again, a passage. That... I was herbs and hard when there was no yeah, conflict were. at all. Yeah, you were. And no sex. I'm like tacos, 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 waffle, waffle, HIPAA violation, <laughs> waffles, 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 <laughs> coffee, coffee, ice cream, right. donuts. There are so donuts, many donuts so much in this donuts book. Donuts for no. <laughs> Oh my god, she likes donuts. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so there's like a time when she's going to be on top. And she's always talking about how her body jiggles and her quote unquote droopy boobs. And I know like a lot of people have those thoughts, especially with when they're with a new partner or whatever. Mm -hmm. But when I have those thoughts, 
I then get to experience the three, four orgasms <laughs> that make me really thankful for my body again, uh-huh. right? Like I can think, ugh, I don't like that this jiggles. Ugh, I don't like that this protrudes. But then, you know, 20 minutes later, I oh, am see. on cloud nine. Thank you, body. You are a goddess. Thank you, body. <laughs> so right? it's a function of not seeing the sex is your issue. It's, yeah, because she was constantly getting in my head about my body through her body. And then I never got the payoff to sort of band-aid that. I mean, she says he likes her body. She says he is worshiping yeah, her body. but we also but don't, we don't get see any, it like, on the page. dirty talk. Yeah. We don't get mm-hmm. him being like i love this thing about you or uh, i mean he says I don't know. generally he likes how she looks and stuff yeah and she looks good in the dress and you know all that kind of thing but i get what you're saying there's no specifics like and there's also like it feels like anytime we see a sex scene which it and it's just like the beginning of the sex scene she's talking about how much she either dislikes her body or how much she feels weird. She feels comfortable with him mm-hmm. because she dislikes her body so mm-hmm. much. And at that point, I want to be like, you have apparently had sex like 187 times in the three weekends you've been together. Yeah. He likes your body. Yeah. Get over yourself. Walk around naked. Like he obviously likes it. He is paying for your flight down here to bone you constantly. Yeah. Like, I just don't, I don't know. So it's a bunch of stuff going on right now. So it's back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. And nothing happens. And at some point she tells him that about her uh, program with the mayor, there's some prickliness there where he kind of like does not, he asks some questions about the program that kind of rub her the wrong way. I think they might be a little racial too. So they do have They're kind of super a little racial. Bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they never talk about that afterwards. No. She just kind of gets over it. Y- yeah. They just never speak about it again. Yeah. And he doesn't know what he did wrong. And she apparently forgives him without actually forgiving him. I think he apologizes that they never talk about it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So, yeah, it's the same. It's the same stupid shit about any diversion program. They're like, why are you giving art classes to criminal kids? aren't you just rewarding them for bad behavior <laughs> and it's it's just so ignorant so you know she gets real real mad about that and uh, oh but they go to dim sum so then it's fine <laughs> <laughs> and then they nap guys then they nap <sighs> and um, uh, so should we just skip to the fourth oh! of july big fight party oh sorry yeah let's do that but also that she talks about open-eyed kissing which hard limit i'm gonna say it right now get out of here with your open-eyed kissing no don't do it okay (laughs) that was wow so (laughs) but just know that we're skipping hundreds of pages when we say we're gonna skip to this fourth of july party there is so much we actually nothing we we're skipping a mini breakup oh yeah they broke up a little bit yeah because she texts him being like are you sleeping with anybody else and he's like uh not right now i'm at work and then he just like keeps joking and then she's like you know what drew 
how about I don't have to bother you ever again and you don't have to bother me, so bye. Uh-huh. And he's like, and then and then neither of them will talk about it. Right. Then the only reason they get back together they is- Because randomly bump into each other. Because he randomly has a conference he forgot about in the same town and then they randomly bump into each other. That's the only reason they get back together. That's when he sees her with Theo, the workmate, and he's like, who's this guy with his armor? And it's like, you oh, yeah. broke up. And then they have sex and it's fine. Um, they're right. back together again. It's the 4th of July, Independence Day for America. Yeah, Fireworks, it's been two months, you barbecues. guys. They've been doing long distance for every two week. months. Every week. Incredible. Well, they broke up. So, you know, there's, a, there's two, like weeks two weeks there. Weeks. Yeah, it's fine. Can you imagine a situation where you break up with somebody, you live in Berkeley and he lives in LA, you break up and then two weeks later you happen to see each other at a bar? I just feel like that's... Go fuck yourself. Yeah. No. It is 4th of July now, Erin. Yeah. And she is in town. in the sky is the fireworks and the barbecue and the hot dog. Here we are. Yep. (laughs) Don't worry, guys. He goes on a run at some point before the party. (laughs) But (laughs) have more coffee. There is a donut. Stuff happens. So he's going to a 4th of July party. He's bringing her with him. They go to the party. They've been together about two months-ish. She sits on the inside of the party with a bunch of blonde, blue-eyed ladies. He warns her that one of his exes, uh, Smeagol... The hostess. ...will be at the party. Heather. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) But she sits down at this table with a bunch of blonde blue-eyed girls that are all burr-boned and look like carbon copies of each other. They're all surfers, yeah. And they've all dated Drew, all of them. And so they have just this fun, breezy conversation about how they've all (laughs) fucked the same guy, one after the other, and he broke up with them all the same way, where it was just like, hey, I'm just not feeling it, but I'd like to still be friends. And it's always two months After exactly two months. Right. And then he will, like, send some flowers or a gift or write a sweet note or something. And they're all laughing about, like, what breakup gift they got from Drew and how right. amicable the whole thing was. So she gets in her head yeah. about it being two months. And he says something that's a little off that freaks her out. And then they get in this big fight over, like, oh, I guess I'm disposable, too, just like all these other bitches. And she didn't say bitches. And... Also, like, right. probably more disposable because I'm not like them. And right. fuck off. I'm breaking up with you first, Drew. Yeah. And he just, like, doesn't even get what she's talking about. Yeah. He's like, don't do this, Alexa. Don't do this. I don't know what what happened. Yeah. Because he doesn't even know she had this conversation with these girls. So he's just, like, flabbergasted right. about the whole thing. Because they don't make words she doesn't at tell each him. other. Yeah. Okay. So then he gets called into the hospital. So he's like, don't leave. They get back to the apartment. She she starts packing up her things because she's going to change her flight. And he's like, please don't leave. Be here when I get back so we can talk about it. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, okay. So then flashes, like, we don't see the surgery, thank Christ. (laughs) But he... He comes back and she's asleep in bed. He comes back and like puts his arms around her. Surprised he didn't invite her to the surgery. Hey, you want to come watch a surgery? I'm going to open up a kid's (laughs) chest today. You want to put your hand in there? Scope it. See what a heart looks like. You don't need gloves. Fucking, yeah. Bad doctor. Big boom bong. Terrible doctors. (laughs) Shit. So he... um, We need to stop doing these late at night. We're just fucking tired and over it. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. So he puts his arm around her and Uh he's like... Alexa, he actually doesn't say anything. He's just like, uh, I don't remember what he says, but it's nothing important. They snuggle up and then she starts crying and he's like, Alexa, don't cry, don't cry. And then they bone. 
supposedly. Mm-hmm. And he wakes up in the morning and she's gone. She's gone. Now, so let's review. Yeah. A guy has come back after you behaved in his mind like an absolute nutter butter. Yeah. He has no idea why you all of a sudden flew off the handle and broke up with him. Right. But then he comes home, fucks you real good, uh-huh. I guess. Yeah. And then your response to that, because you're so apparently humiliated that you cried, because uh-huh. apparently uh, we didn't know this until now. Alexa, guys, doesn't cry. This has not been brought up until now. Yeah. All of a sudden, she doesn't cry. Very humiliated. And so I'm saying that, but I herbsed it. So I'm just going with you on this. I have no oh, idea. Right. So embarrassed. And so then she just leaves in the in the morning immediately, like as soon as she gets to the airport, she regrets leaving, but then doesn't turn around, pays the hundreds of dollars, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And he is just like, well, I guess my heart is broken now. Yes. She won't even talk to me. No. And they don't talk for like two weeks, I think. So long. I'm surprised they didn't bump into each other at one of those local <laughs> Berkeley slash LA bars. That's the one. Yeah, like neither of them want to be broken up. Yes. And yet neither of them will pick up the phone. No. Anyway, basically, she has a hearing for this school program. You started to ask me if that's how I would have played it. And I just want to say no, because while he was in surgery, which probably took at least four to five hours, I would assume. with You would have gone then? No, I'm just saying there would have been a lot of like rehearsing what I was going to say to him when he got Uh home. And if he got home and I was already in bed and that was not the appropriate time to say the speech that I had been rehearsing for several hours, and you know I'm good at rehearsing speeches. You are. I would never leave before I got the opportunity to deliver it. Mm -hmm. You got to say all those things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to let you know, no, that is not how I would have played it because I would have gotten (laughs) up in the morning, gotten my coffee and then stood over him like, you would have, you would have put on your power suit. (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) and another thing (laughs) so anyway he grand gestures her at the end he's like he shows up to her hearing he sends her donuts that morning he's there with her sister her sister also grand gestures her in a thing that is yeah the program was apparently all about her sister who's a criminal right guys we never find out her sister was a criminal who did some art and that made her better so now she's making this program for criminals to do some art to make them better (laughs) and so she did basically did the sorry she did the (laughs) program for uh, the sister, the sister shows up and does a testimony at the program, which is also which crazy I because cried Alexa at. never even fucking tells her sister about the program because she's so humiliated because I don't know she was mean to her after she stole computers from a high school. <laughs> this is so Aaron. This is not a low level crime, guys. It is not a low level crime. In fact, it happened in my school. A bunch of kids busted and stole all those computers. I remember this now. That was an actual thing that happened in my high school. They didn't do wow. any art. So I don't know if that would have helped them. But anyway, she never even told her about the program. Olivia had to just like find out, I think. Or did she tell her? No, Olivia has been Googling. Crazy. No, and and they have a conversation. She goes to tell her and Olivia's like, yeah, of course I know. I I Google all the time. No, 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 no. He told her to tell her sister. Yeah. He did. And then she did. Right. So I, I shouldn't say that she randomly Googled it. Theo also told her to tell her sister. So date Theo, everybody. Theo and Alexa (sighs) together forever. Yeah. Stop being work spouses and be actual spouses. Yes. Okay. Also, I will say that there are some really cool conversations between the two of them where she's like, 
hey, Drew, do you think that as a affluent white guy, if you had done the same crime, they would have been like, all boys will be boys and like, yeah, let you go. Mm-hmm. There's a there's some really cool privileged conversations toward the end of this novel. Mm-hmm. And her sister showing up and doing the sisterly love thing actually did make me cry. It was nice. Well, family redemption is your family redemption is yep i do want to say i do support diversion programs i just was using some shorthand (laughs) there to describe (laughs) olivia the sister right and she goes out in the audience to talk to olivia this was also really shitty goes out to be like (laughs) sister i love you she's like hey i gotta go fuck this guy (laughs) yeah you flew from new york and then she's like oh my god dick i haven't talked to in two weeks Uh, hello bye bye Uh sister like shuffle off the buffalo to the bar uh the other thing is like she's supposed to have like a party with her work job friends about successfully successing the program right and she was totally going to drop everything also what a joke that this went from her pitching this to the mayor Uh to a hearing on it and everyone Uh deciding to do this program in two flat months Let's talk about that. <laughs> I know. Because that wouldn't I know. happen That's an in an 18 month thing. In, yeah, at least. That wouldn't yeah. happen in a town of like, I don't know, 10,000 people, let alone Berkeley, mm. which I'm sure is big ish. <laughs> it's bigger. It's probably small, but big. it's probably one of those places that has a pretty low population for a city mm. that you've heard of. But still, it's a big place. Bigger. Sure. So, anyway, uh, and then the epilogue is he proposes to her in the elevator. He rents the elevator and fills it with flowers and proposes to her in it. And that is the end of this book. <laughs> 122,000 people live in Berkeley. <laughs> I just nice. didn't want to be wrong again. You know, I couldn't do it. Right. No, I know. I know. Yes, yeah, so there's a lot of boning you don't see. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of Muppet notes. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, this is the best. This is, I'm sorry. I have to go back. She and Theo are talking because... This whole time, Drew has been like, hey, why don't you tell your sister about your program? And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, she could testify or like do a testimonial. Yeah. She would probably like because to do that. Because she was a crime person who did art and is not now a crime person. And is now a partner at her New York law yeah. firm. Like that is... Big deal. Hey, hey. Uh, Okay. So then Theo's talking <laughs> to her and he's like, I don't know. I thought maybe your sister could do a personal testimonial. And she says... She never thought of that as a supposedly <laughs> fucking brilliant political mind. Uh-huh. She has did not think about this. Uh, <laughs> anyway, also, it, I was muppeting so hard that it says politixel. Po- uh, for po- political? Mm-hmm. Politixel mind hasn't thinked <laughs> enough. That. <laughs> yep, that was good. Okay, Aaron, do you have a lady love? Oh man, it's been a rough long week. Let me think here. I do, I do. I treated myself this week. I was like, I'm hating the thing I'm reading. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna treat myself to a thing I think I like. I will like reading. And so we're gonna do a Patreon episode where I tell you all about surrender to sin. I think is what it's called by the Nicola Davidson. Yeah, it's called Surrender to Sin by Nicola Davidson. It is the first book in her Fallen series. And then the second book is also really good. So my lady love is when you're hating something that you're reading, if you can, DNF it. I didn't have 
that the luxury. option. Yep. Yeah. So instead, I read something truly wonderful. And on Patreon, I'm going to tell you all about it. So, yeah, my lady love is DNF. Do not feel bad about DNFing. And also, if you want to listen to me recap Surrender to Sin, which is England Times, Pleasure Club, Lots of Toys, and Widow finding her sexual energy, yeah, we're going to be there. Okay. There you go. All right. What's your lady love? Oh, man. There's this new show. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. But my roommate Rooster has told me about it several times. Um <laughs> But it's just like, you know, there's a lot of television out there right now that can really be weighing you down. This week, right. I watched R. Kelly documentary. It's now, oh. now R. Kelly is all I think about. All I oh, can no. think about is busting up in that R. Kelly house and getting out those girls. That's all I think about anymore. Oh, boy. I've watched a lot of escaping polygamy show. Oh. And all I can think about is busting up in those Kingston polyg- polygamers. Nope. (laughs) Getting all those girls out. (laughs) From the polygamers. Yeah. If you want to watch something that's just like just a trashy reality television show and you're a dog. Yeah. Because it's not available for humans. (laughs) No. But Snoop Boopers really sounds like a riot and a half. And it's just dogs behaving badly, just doing stuff that dogs shouldn't be doing, cheating on their dog spouses, doing dog drugs, getting in the trash, you know, dog stuff. And then... (laughs) It's very satisfying because at the end of the episode, they get caught and they get their snoots booped, you know? They, they, they got to get booped. Yeah. And it's it's very satisfying, I think, specifically for Rooster because she is um, just shitty herself. And so I think it's right. nice for her to be able to see other dogs on screen just being just shitty, shitty dogs. Super you know? shitty. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> Snoot boopers. If you, listener, are a dog. Get yourself on. Ah. <laughs> Snoop boopers. Yeah. You don't want to be on it, no. though, because it's bad, bad dogs. Bad dogs. Bad dogs. You get booped. Boops. Yeah. All right. Wow. Of um, all the rooster lore, I can't believe Snoop boopers made the podcast, but it did. <laughs> all right. You can find us on all the places. You can find us on Twitter at heaving underscore bosoms on Instagrams at Heaving Bosoms on Facebook, the Heaving Bosoms podcast. We also have the Heaving Bosoms podcast geriatric friendship cult, which is a closed group. Incredible. You have to answer the questions. If you don't answer the questions, we're not going to we let, let you in. If you're like, I requested to be in the group and I don't know why I'm not in it, it's because you didn't answer the questions, lady. Yeah, we got to answer them. Got to answer them. Or man. Sure. But I mean, there's only like five of those. Yes. Yeah, but we're like more, if you're 15. a man, we're more skeptical. Of you? You better answer those questions. <laughs> you better well, answer them. That's right. <laughs> and you can email us, heavingbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. We won't reply, but we will love it. We right. try, we'll try to reply. Mm-hmm. We'll try. We will try. We're also on Patreon. Yes. Patreon.com slash heavingbosoms for a ton of fun content and presents. That's it. That Oh, that's it. So keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love your Asian, hold on, patient baby. <laughs> you love her. And him. Love her. Both of them. I love both of them. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Bye, Erin. Bye.
Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah! Lilas! Okay, back to the show.